0: Welcome back to the Elvis Aggressive Podcast. Corey Fontana, head coach Tony Ersland, bringing you, uh, well, we're coming down to the stretch here. We've got one more duel left in the 2021-22 season. Uh, we'll get to that later. We'll get to uh, uh, coaches' rankings. The second round of, of coaches' rankings in RPI came out uh, since we last spoke. Um, but but we're going to lead off today with uh, the void that was last week. Guys, <laughs> coach, you had a bye week. Um, really, you know, other teams were competing. Some of the teams were competing, some did some out of conference stuff. You uh, you elected to, to, to not schedule anything uh, during this week. Uh, was it productive?
1: Yeah, I thought we got a lot done last week. You know, when you get in that big 10 grind and you're competing Friday, Sunday, quite often, man, you don't get as much time to really train, right? Like, like you want, like you get a, you, you compete, you get an off day, maybe you get a couple days and then you're on the road and you're, you're competing again. And so to have a whole week where we didn't have to worry about, you know, um, you know, just tapering to get ready for an event or make weight, we really got some good quality time in the room that I think is going to reflect well as we move into the big 10 championships. Okay. So, so that was first and foremost, that was awesome. Uh, bye weeks, right, are so rare. I I can't remember in you know 24, 25 years of coaching really having a Super Bowl Sunday off, right? I can remember a lot of times being on the road, driving 12 passenger vans when I was at Central Michigan as an assistant, or being on a bus, or even hosting. So so from the other aspect too, the training was great, and then just to be able to sit down and watch the Super Bowl with my family uh, was was really enjoyable. So. All in all, a great week. Um, and you know, I'm excited for for the end push here. Yeah, that
2: was wild, Tony. I like I, I like you said, I I don't remember the last time I got to watch an entire Super Bowl. That was that was uh a novelty. I yeah. it was it was crazy. So um, but yeah, definitely a good chance to to catch our breath a little bit and um you know watch we watched quite a bit of wrestling. And yep. you and I sat down and watched the the bout at the ballpark, the Iowa Oklahoma State duel, um, which was not competitive, nope. uh, and then um, yeah, just kind of like I told I told uh, I told you Tony, but um, I had I had an empty house this weekend. Yeah, I did. I I told you I told Tony this to quote Office Space. I did nothing. And it was everything that I thought it could be. It was amazing. <laughs> there, was, there was nothing going on. So it was, it was epic. So, uh, but back at it, man, we're, uh, we're, we're rolling. Uh, the one piece of news that we did get to work with at the end of the week was the, uh, the second round of the NCAA coaches panel rankings. And the first edition of the ratings percentage index or the RPI, as most people know it. Um, Corey, did you know what that stood for?
0: You know, I didn't. I was just thinking, wow, that's what that means. Okay, that's that's interesting. <laughs> yep. It's one of those accepted terms that everybody just just sort of glosses over the actual its actual meaning.
2: So uh, before we get into the I, one thing, I, I will throw out there, the RPI is a very controversial subject. Tony, Tony can talk a little bit more on this in the coaching community, but um, the RPI for those that don't know is it's just math. It has nothing to do with who anybody thinks is good or what team they wrestle for or anything like that. It's just math. And while the formula is not public knowledge, um, the the, the things that feed into it are your record, the record of your opponents and the record of your opponent's opponents. And all three pieces are weighted differently. And then that's kind of come, you know, shoved into a blender and combined and they just spit out the list and so while you look at it and it doesn't make sense to some people um it's it's just straight math like there's there's no there's no bias to it um and so it it makes it a very weird tool to use when looking at uh at rankings
1: yeah it's uh I like it personally. I'll I'll go on record saying um, it is a bit controversial, but I do like it. I think, um, you know, a data driven approach uh, fused with like coaches rankings and those things, it can be a, in an important tool. It certainly shouldn't be the end all be all. I mean, I think volleyball leans on it really heavily. Um, Basketball used to. Right. From what I've heard, they lean on it heavily. Wrestling. It's just, you know, a part of the, the, you know, equation, right? Yeah. Coaches rank the win percentage, the the RPI, all are fused together to help make decisions. So I think that's good because it does take biases, you know, out of it. Um, Tan and I have talked often about, you know, you could have had a great last year, right? Like COVID was a very strange year, season shortened year, guys finished high in the podium and you come back this year and you're not quite the same guy for whatever reason, you know what I mean? But, but because you had, finished on the podium, you get a lot of benefits of the doubt, even though who you've wrestled and what you're doing doesn't bear that out. So Mm -hmm. I do like just a straight, a uh, data-driven approach to help be part of the process. Uh, Although I will say, um, you know, it was controversial last week because a lot of good kids hadn't reached that 15 match minimum, you know, to be effective, you have to have a certain, you know, body of work. And they've always said that that's that 15 is kind of the lowest match count they want. And a lot of kids don't have 15 yet. You know, you can point to several really tough guys that are still working on, you know, maybe they got 10, 12 matches or whatever. So they're not even eligible for an RPI yet. And so that will change. I think that will sort itself out. So to be in an uproar right now is it's, let's just wait and see how it looks down the road as these guys catch their, their match counts and then they do have an RPI.
2: Yeah. And the other thing is too, is you have some guys that have a high enough win percentage that their coaches aren't concerned about their RPI. Yep. So they meet two of the three criteria. They're going to earn a spot for the conference, whether they get an RPI or not is, is not, you know, a concern to certain for, for certain individuals and certain teams. Um, But it's uh, it's interesting to me from the standpoint of like, you know, like you said, the blinders are, are, are on and they're firmly on. It's just, it's just straight. Uh, it's just straight math, and and it goes into uh, you know how many matches you wrestle, and how many matches you know your opponents wrestle, and so on and so forth. So it's uh, in a day and age where we feel like some of the t- the best guys are wrestling less and less. Yeah. Um. It becomes a weird tool yeah, to match use. Match
1: counts. Match counts are down, and, and 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 it's something I still agree with too. I mean, you look at our schedule this year. I only scheduled 14 dates. We are allowed 16 and I took two dates out. Part of that was because you've got guys like Devin Schroeder and Max Lyon that, you know, they don't need the wear and tear on their body. You know, they've, they've been in there a long time. And so, um, you know, I, I really feel like, Hey, if you can save those guys a little bit here and there, that that's a good thing for helping them through the season. Now, next year, right. We're going to have a younger team, some guys coming off redshirt. You might see us wrestling more. They need, you know, more dates. And so that will change. But uh, I, I do think strongly if you look at the guys who are winning, it's the match counts are a little lower than what they had been in the past. Uh, you you know, know. And I that being said, Tony, we yeah.
2: have, you know, uh, we only have two guys that are in our projected starting lineup that aren't eligible for the RPI.
1: You know, everybody on
2: our, everybody, almost everybody on our roster is eligible. In fact, the eight guys who are eligible for an RPI all had a top 33 ranking. Yep. In fact, I think our lowest was maybe 24. So, I mean, the fact that we have eight starters with an RPI rank of 24 or higher, I think is interesting to say the least, but, and And then you got,
1: we've wrestled a good schedule. The big 10 schedule is always good, but even our non-conference foes, right. That shows that we've wrestled a, a very competitive schedule all the way through
2: for sure. And then you throw in Hayden Lowry as, as the, you know, the guy that, he is one match shy of being eligible for an RPI. And yep. so it'll be interesting to see. And here's the other thing too, is when you're only at that 15, when you're in that, that bottom edge of the threshold for RPI, um, every match you wrestle makes a bigger influence. Like it jumps, it can jump significantly one way or the other based on who you wrestle and who they've wrestled. Yep. And so uh, it'll be really interesting to see what happens to his RPI when he, you know, once he's in the formula and where he, you know, jumps to. Yeah.
1: Um, the last thing I'll, I would do want to clear up for anybody listening, just so they know is the match counts are different. You mentioned win percentage. A lot of coaches aren't worried about, you know, the RPI because if you have a win percentage of 70% and you have a coach's rank, you know, 29 or higher, you qualify the weight, right? And that's all anybody cares about is having their guys qualified. The the win percentage match count is is less than half that. It's eight, right? So it's an easier standard to meet as far as match count goes. However, you got to win 70% of those because if you fall short of your 70% win percentage for whatever reason, now you don't have an RPI and you don't have a win percentage, you can't you can't qualify the weight. You're gonna have to catch one at big tens, you know, or or a wild card. So yeah. That's where it does get interesting. Uh, and so my whole thing, even though I scheduled 14 dates this year, was to ensure that we had a 15 match uh, count minimum, even if you had an injury here or there, which certainly we did like, like everybody else. Sure.
2: Um, you know, and the other thing you have to throw out is you see people's records and you're going you have to throw out all results against non-D1 competitors. Now I was looking at I was looking at a guy yesterday. Whose record was something in the neighborhood of like seventeen and ten, but if you took out all his D one opponents, he's nine and ten. Yeah. So it's uh it's kind of crazy that way when you you know you got to peel back the layers of the onion to kind of see what's what's all going on in there and uh, and figure yeah. out whether somebody's going to make it or not.
1: And and again, that factors into scheduling, right? I mean, that's why. You know, traditionally, we had done a, a big open early. And it was take Michigan State open. Mm-hmm. But you run the risk when you go there because it is open that uh, you might see a significant number of D, uh, non-D1s. And you know they're not going to help your match count. So it kind of defeated your purpose. And that's why we, we did a lot of duels early because we know they're D1 opponents. And regardless, those matches will count. So if it, 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 it all plays in just for anybody listening, how we think about scheduling and how you're trying to get to the end of the year and put those guys in the best position to qualify?
2: Um, lest we not forget, uh, you know, like we said, we had eight guys in the RPI. Um, seven guys ranked in the coaches' ranking, um, which is another solid, uh, another solid performance. Um, I think 25 was the lowest rank for any of those seven, seven guys. Um, yep. Devin Schroeder led the way uh, as high as number eight in the country at, at 125. Um, so, uh, you know, obviously it puts us feel, you got to feel pretty good about going into the end of the season with guys from our roster, earning spots for the big 10 tournament and having potential to qualify for nationals.
1: Yeah. And I do know one of the criteria, like, you know, when you go, let's say you're at a weight class, that's qualified eight guys, just use an easy number and you fall outside of the top eight, you have a, a poor tournament. And so you finish ninth and they will wrestle it out, right? If there's eight places, I'll wrestle you to ninth let's say you finish ninth the fact that you qualified the weight will weigh heavily in the committee's mind for wild cards so th- th- these are still big deals that should you fail to hit the number at big 10s you can earn a wild card because you were a guy who qualified the weight which is part of this you know in those in those factors you know so that it's 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 good it's all good from our standpoint to have as many guys as possible qualify the weight and put themselves in solid positions to get there no matter what happens
2: Corey, I love uh, I love the Ursland is is old school and still uses the term wild card as opposed to at large selection <laughs> as the uh, as the NCAA encourages. There you go, amusing that way to me. Um, what do you fun say fun. about? <clears throat> I guess go ahead, Corey. You got before, one. Before
0: we get too far away from this topic, I've had this conversation with a few people <clears throat> in recent weeks. Like sometimes we deal with macro level stuff, and coach, if you don't want to you don't want to get too deep into this. I understand. Uh, Does the sport have a problem in that? First of all, the stuff, it's kind of confusing for the outsider. That's okay. But it seems like there's a growing trend. I know you talk about keeping match numbers down. Like we've seen guys in, in recent years, we've seen a couple this year who will carry a top five ranking deep into the season when they haven't stepped on the mat yet. Like, that Mm -hmm. that that is you know there are guys who who inherently come to big tens or come to big 12s or come to wherever knowing that they're going to steal a bid yeah knowing they're going to steal an auto quality bid because they didn't wrestle enough to qualify it themselves Uh, i don't want to call out any names there have been plenty of examples yeah uh is that a problem
1: it, it can be, you know what I mean. Like when we come out and we see the bids at the weights, and then you see who qualified the weight, it, it can be a real problem. And I, you know, I would like to think that every coach in the Big Ten is wanting to qualify their guys, right? Whether it's through the the uh, the win percentage and the in the rank, however you do it, I don't care. Right? It's incumbent upon us as coaches to get as many bids for the Big Ten as possible, right? Like that's the one thing we can all identify with is. You know, we want the big 10 guys in the bracket because we know it's the best conference in the country. Right. When, if, if you're playing games, right, whether if a kids legitimately hurt, we right. all get that. You can't do anything about that, right? That, that just, that's part of the sport. Sure. I get frustrated is maybe where guys are playing games and not wrestling guys, and then sure enough, they roll into conference and they hold a high rank because they've wrestled just enough, but, you know, they've not qualified the way. They're taking a spot from a kid who maybe worked his tail off you know, to, to get there. And so I don't know that it's a problem yet because it doesn't, I'm not going to say it's like uh prevalent. Okay. No, it's not like the transfer portal in men's basketball yet where you got several hundred kids and it's not that kind of, a, it's not an epidemic, Yep. but man, you know, if, if we end up going to nationals and a team doesn't get, you know, three, four five really good kids through because guys ate their spots then, then yeah, I think a lot of people are going to be up in arms and, and have a problem with it.
2: I think my issue with it, Tony, is when a kid does not qualify the weight, and then we seed him as if he did. Yeah. So like you give them, you know, because and we all know this, like seedings matter, right? Yep. And if you create a path to it for a guy to an automatic bid that they did not earn, that as you know as a fan and as somebody who works in wrestling that frustrates me
1: yeah
2: because you're screwing the kid that earned the spot yep versus somebody who
1: didn't compete or didn't you know and so that's that's a very and how you solve that right is i don't know because um, right you don't you don't know i don't know how you solve it and because those kids have clearly done something to earn a level of respect in the rankings. That's why they're ranked. Okay. But um there's something to be said for those kids who show up every week, week and risk it, right? Like every time you take the mat, you know, there's a risk. Something could happen. You get maybe you're a head big and you get headlocked. Yep. And how many of you get dinged for that? Like you were out competing and another guy was at home not doing anything. So um I still have a lot of respect for the guys who show up you know, week in and week out and, and, and put it on the line and, and, and we'll wrestle, you know, not the guys that they hide them here and they hide them there and then just try to show up and win. I, I have a lot of respect for kids, you know, even in high school, the kids, you know, who show up, man, like, you know, sometimes you see a kid win a big tournament and you don't see them out there much anymore, right? Like, you know, they're, they're playing that game, trying to keep them in the rankings as high as they can. Man, you like kids who show up and risk it, you know, they're going to be at Fargo. They're going to be at super 32. They're going to be at at all of, at Ironman let's say you know, like you're going to be at these big events and, and and put it on the line and I like that and I and it's the same way in college I have a lot of respect for guys who will show up and, and 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 go to battle and you
0: you actively like you said you scheduled to keep match counts down a little bit but Max Lyon still got 20 matches this year yeah Devin Schroeder still sitting at 19 with with one duel
1: left you know it yep there's yeah. a way to do it ways that. you can do it. Right. Right. There's there's ways you can do it, you know. Absolutely. So yeah, it's 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 a it's definitely a tough one. And um, even to Tanner's point earlier, I think he alluded to it is what's interesting to me is we go through these kids and they're ranked very highly, but the schedule they've wrestled this year, however it may have happened, boy, they're weak. You know, you're looking and these schedules are really weak, yet they're really high. They're, they're highly ranked, but man, they don't have a good win. They don't have a quality win on their, you know, on their schedule. So, but again, I don't know how you get around that. You know, that's why I do like on some hand, that mathematical approach because it just sorts through what your strength, strength of schedule was.
2: Yeah. Well, and to take it another level, Tony is, you know, you get these kids who they start, they start the season ranked really high, right? They go through the season, they wrestle a week schedule, they don't wrestle anybody, they don't uh, have any quality wins per se, but then somebody beats them, right? And they piggyback off that initial perception and they get a high rank. So you've got wrestler A who has no quality wins. You have wrestler B who beat A but doesn't have any other quality wins. And all of a sudden you're getting all these guys that are really highly ranked Based on who somebody thought was supposed to be good,
0: yeah,
2: yep. six or seven months ago, preseason sure.
0: perception and a week and a week schedule, right? Yeah.
2: And you see this in other sports too. Oh yeah, uh, you, know, you look at men's basketball right now. Like Michigan was preseason number four, right? And now they're barely five hundred. And so, are they a good team? I mean, they're better than their record is, obviously. Um, but then you have teams that beat them early in the season and they shot up the rankings for beating Michigan when in reality they beat a 500 team.
0: Yep.
2: So yep. it's, it's a, uh, it's a very interesting predicament It is not unique to wrestling. Um, and, uh, but no, like Tony said, I, I don't know
1: how you fix it. Yeah. When, when you figure that out, Corey, amongst these conversations, okay, let me know, <laughs> let me know. Yeah, we'll there's do. a huge raise
2: probably in line for you if you can figure that one out.
0: <laughs> or, or I'd be out of a job. One of the two. <laughs> Either's possible. Either's possible. Okay. Um, uh, let, let's. Should we move on to Northwestern?
2: I was gonna say I was gonna throw one thing in there. Uh, you okay. brought up Max Lyon, Corey, and it kind of jarred for me. Max Lyon's an interesting example to use because Max is 25 in the coaches' rank. He's between probably I want to say like. 19 and 28 in the various rankings, but he's 11 in the RPI. <laughs>
1: yeah. He's wrestled a very tough schedule.
2: Yeah.
0: 10 on the year.
1: Yeah. Well, and another guy who's like that too is uh Garrett Nienhaus. Uh, has wrestled everybody in his weight class. Basically, if you look at from uh from a ranking uh, as well, you know what I mean? That, Panola too. Panola's got like
2: 14, yep. 13 or 14 ranked matches, like half his matches have been against ranked people.
1: Yep. Yep. So
2: yeah, some, some definitely, and it's funny how you draw that, right? Like you, you set up duels and you go to these duels and some guys run into all kinds of ranked opponents and some guys don't. So it's definitely a, an imperfect system. Um, let's move on to this weekend. We, uh, final duel of the season. We're going to head up the road to, uh, uh, greater chicagoland area and uh i face northwestern saturday uh 1 eastern live on the bay 10 network uh should be on paper a great duel should be yeah
1: yeah a lot a lot of good matchups you know um, obviously northwestern has some very quality kids uh a good lineup as well um so i'm expecting a tough duel you know what i mean like i'm, I'm it's gonna be you know, get ready for a knockdown drag out duel with a lot of high quality individuals. And if you just look on paper, I mean, I think this duel is going to be one on not necessarily your rank guys, right? I think it's going to be one on those other guys, you know, personally, everybody's going to have a big say in this, but, uh, but Schroeder and D'Agostino um, two really quality 25s that have great wins and are both high in the rankings, um, you know, 57, right. Deacon at number one, um, uh, former big 10 final with, with Kendall, uh you've got uh let's see heavyweights going to be big with Lucas Davison for thems highly ranked you know what i mean like I, they're just they've got they've got several good kids and match up with us where i think it's going to be an exciting duel so um you know stay tuned yep
2: and you got a few you got a few spots there tony where um you know last year we wrestled uh northwestern out of the gate to start the to start the covid year in 2021 mm-hmm. and um we if you if you look back at that duel, we started four true freshmen. Yeah. In that duel, one of them up a weight. Yep. Um <laughs> yep. like we we had it was quite the uh it was quite the when we looked at the roster card, people kind of looked at us like, really? That really and we're COVID yeah. year. Yeah, COVID, COVID year. Yep, <laughs> we had we had people coming off injury. We had people coming out of quarantine. We had people, you know, we were all over the place. And so um, you know, you, you'll see situations like 141 where uh where Parker and Frankie Felt-Shahar have never had a chance to wrestle before because of yep. that. Um, yep. 65, same deal, you know, Hayden Lowry and, and David Ferrante, you know, uh yep. 84, Max Lyon and and Jack Jessen. Like you you've got these matchups that uh you know we weren't able to have in last year's duel against Northwestern. And uh, so it makes, it makes those matchups a little bit more interesting.
1: Yeah. It's going to be, like I said, it, it's uh, we say it all the time. So I'm repeating myself, but it's another big 10 duel. There's going to be lots of good kids. There's going to be lots of matches and the team who's going to get it done is the team who's going to win more of those tough situations and make it go their way. Right. And that's at the end of the year. You want to be consistent in what you're doing. And that's been my whole message for the last two weeks that we need consistency in our execution, consistency in our focus. Like that's what I'm looking for this week is just consistency in what we're doing as we head into big defense.
2: Um, Northwestern coming off a really nice win over Michigan state this past weekend. Um, yep. Again, the I feel like those, I feel like those two teams and us are, are a weird kind of like, place in the big 10 because the three schools all match up really well yeah i mean we saw what happened in the michigan state duel with us you know came down to one point criteria criteria came down to one point um and so you look at those matchups and and it's uh it's a similar situation with with northwestern and and they they won some of those key matchups uh this this past weekend against against uh michigan state um you know overcame a pin at 65 they they uh they had to. They had to dig deep. You know, they got a, They they were upset at um 133. Ravon Foley, who's been scorching red hot for Michigan State, by the way. Um. But uh.
1: Yeah, he had a yeah, big so- uh, big win uh, over Cannon, who's an All American, and yeah. he beat uh, Ragason, who's had a very good year for Michigan. You know, this weekend. So as you said, he's 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 on a bit of a roll right now.
2: He's on a tear. Uh So yeah. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see how we match up. With, with Northwestern on, on Saturday. But uh, good news is, is everybody gets to watch because it's live on live on television. So um, we hope you'll uh, we hope you'll tune in for that. And uh, for our last, uh, last regular season event before uh, we head off the big tens. Um, our competition though is not the only competition this weekend. Um, a huge, a uh, huge set of days for a lot of young men and some young women in the states of Indiana and Illinois as the state tournaments kick off. Uh, I think Illinois starts on Thursday, Tony. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. And so Illinois is Thursday, Champaign. Friday, Saturday in Champaign. Um, Indiana is Friday and Saturday down in Indianapolis. Uh, yep. You know, we will have some coaches coming and going from, from both <laughs> locations. Busy and, week uh, for y'all. But a lot of people, a lot of a lot of kids out there getting to uh, to chase their dreams in high school.
1: Yeah, this is a, this is an exciting um, time of year for everybody. Um, yeah, I mentioned earlier that the grind of the Big Ten, right? And everybody has that grind of the season where you're head down and you're just working working through it, right? Keeping your your blinders on where you need to go, not losing focus. And now it's here, right? Like that road. And all that sacrifice and suffering and everything you've put in, it's its in front of you. And for me, I, that's just incredibly motivating because I'll, I'll be over, you know, I'll be over in Champaign watching future Boilermakers scrap it out. I'll be, you know, I'll be down in Indy, you know, um, I'm hoping to hustle back down there Saturday night for the finals after our duel, <laughs> watching future Boilermakers. So I'm going to be putting the miles in and in, in around our, our duel meet with Northwestern, but uh, it's motivating. These kids, it's, it's here now, finally. Just like in a couple weeks, Big Tens and Nationals will be here for our guys, and that's incredibly exciting and motivating. So, so I really enjoy this time of year um, because it's more than just getting out and seeing these guys that you like, right? You know, that, how they compete. It's, it's everything they've worked for, and, and that's, that's, that's a lot of fun. There are a lot of guys out there we cannot talk about
2: due to NCAA regulations, but uh, one of the guys that we can talk about is our man, Brody Bowman, uh, who will be competing for a state title in Indiana at 170 pounds uh, down in Indianapolis. Um, he yeah. is, uh, you know, he came off an injury this season. He, he got his knee worked on. And, um, but man, he has looked good. And I'm yeah. really excited to see him uh, compete down in Indy. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, let me echo your thoughts first, too, because I think that's important. There's a few other guys I'd love to talk about, but it's NCAA rules that prohibit me from doing it. So I apologize to anybody else listening on that deal. Um, But because there is more than just Brody, but but we do. We love Brody. Uh, He's 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 a guy who was one of our first, you know, commits on that deal. And uh, super talented kid, uh, brings all the qualities that we want. Right. As far as just a good kid, hard worker, very talented. You know he's got his life in order with school and his priorities and everything. So uh, again, excited to watch him fulfill uh, another goal, and then I can't wait to get him in into the room uh, this summer. Uh, we're going to try to get him into Purdue as quick as we can, so uh, and just get 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 going on that journey with him shoulder to shoulder. Right, you know, not just watching from afar, but we'll get on the the next journey shoulder to shoulder together, and uh, I can't I can't wait for that.
2: Yeah, Brody has uh, I mean, he has marched through regional sectionals and semi-states. Uh I I don't think he's had anything that hasn't been bonus points. Correct me if I'm wrong, Tony. I'm not sure you know either, but um no. I mean he's just been pinning and majoring and he he's he's putting up some some really nice results and
1: uh Yeah, I think was it two pins, a tech and a major at at uh semi states. that, that right? sounds right to me. Yep. So um,
2: really excited to, uh, to get out there to, to see some people. Like we said, uh, several people we can't, we can't mention um, due to yep. rules, but uh, and you, know who you, are, guys you, too. you know, know who you a are. Lot but of like young you guys. know who you are. You you a lot of young guys. <laughs> um, you know who you are. Love you. <laughs> we, right. you. we send you messages, <laughs> we send you graphics. Um, yeah, go, here. go get your uh, go, go get that state title this weekend um That's about it. That's all we got, guys. The bye week kind of, you know, mellowed us
1: out. I know we had a really long show last week. So, yep. Well, and, and I know we just talked about, say, we talked about Illinois, Indiana for us, which kicks off right there. They're bordering. It's our home state in a state that borders, but that's going to be going on the next few weeks. For right?
2: sure.
1: Uh, Iowa, Iowa's this weekend, which I, you know, I'm a native Iowan, so I always keep track of that. um You've got ones. Nebraska's right? this weekend. What's that? Nebraska this weekend, Nebraska. Yeah. We're yeah, big one, right? Like I probably should just list off a bunch of states. Like, <laughs> with Ohio. Just start saying them all right. No, yes, Ohio but, and
2: Pennsylvania aren't till later. They're not. They're till that's long what long. I mean.
1: That's that, but it's going to be over, you know, over the <laughs> next month where all of these things take place. And like we said, it's just a fun time of year for those guys and us, you know, because we're on a lot of kids in all of these states. And so, yeah, that's, it's, 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 it's motivating, it's fun, and a lot of dreams going to get reached here over the, the course of the next uh, several weeks.
0: Well, and it's, it's so fortunate with where we are geographically that, you know, Illinois State champs and Indiana State champs are both an hour and a half or less from campus. Yep. So that, that makes it easy for you to get a lot of touch points in.
1: That's why I can do this around the Northwestern Duel. You know, this, this weekend, we could be in a couple of different places, you know. Aren't you, aren't you glad we're not on a plane to Rutgers or something like that, Tony? <laughs> yeah, that, that would make it very impossible to be out at these uh, these tournaments as we'd want to. No doubt. For sure. All right, uh, looking ahead to next
0: week, we'll recap Northwestern. We'll also, we'll delve a little bit more into uh, into the next round of, of sort of uh, rankings slash
2: seeding talk. That's
0: going to be a lot of fun.
2: Seatings for Big Ten is going to be crazy. Yes, we can we can dive into that uh, pretty deeply next week.
0: Well, and and there's we anticipate there's a couple weight classes where, uh, man, (laughs) they might have to, they might have to go all the way one through fourteen placings. Just just draw them out of a band.
2: Just draw names out of a hat.
0: Unreal. Sometimes you'll see extra matches so that they can place, you know, ninth and tenth. Uh, this year, it's going to go deeper a couple couple plays. I'll go
2: on the record.
1: I think we're going to have a wait with 13 NCAA qualifiers. Yep. Yep. And just remember, it's only a number. Make your own luck. Go earn your spot.
0: For sure. Absolutely. Had to get that uh, coach speak in there. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Got to do it. Got to do
0: it. The guys are listening.
1: Had
2: to do it. He was itching. Like, he's like... <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right hey we'll uh we'll leave it there coach good luck up in Evanston can't wait to watch it uh, on the big 10 what, what time does that start again T? 1
2: 30 p.m eastern time 1 30
0: eastern uh, uh tune in see the Boilermakers and the Wildcats and you know that'll put a wrap on the regular season Then uh then the fun stuff begins where'd it go <laughs> poof into the end <Vienna. laughs> all right uh good luck and uh we'll catch you next week Boilermakers